Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to Hollywood and Levine. I'm Ken Levine, your podcast host. And this week, part two of my interview with my longtime writing partner, David Isaacs. If you missed part one, after you listen to this, go back and check that out. Uh, Last week, we talked a lot about uh, the future of comedy, since David currently is the chairman of the TV writing department at the University of Southern California. He's one of the finest film schools in America. And, And I say that, I'm kind of choking on my words since I went to UCLA, but, you know, Got to give them their due. USC has a tremendous film school, and David is the chairman of the TV writing department. And so uh, this week, we're going to talk a little bit about how you break in now, and also uh, a little bit about the dynamics of being in a partnership. So that is this week. Coming up right now, my partner, David Isaacs, this week on Hollywood and Levine. The way you break in is also very different. I mean, Mm -hmm. back in our day, during the Pleistocene era, you wrote a spec script from an existing show, and if a producer liked it, you got called in. Mm -hmm. Now, it also has to do with how many Twitter followers you have. Um, You now have the opportunity of making your own short videos and posting them on, on different places. So there's other ways of kind of expressing yourself. Yes. Besides just writing a script. Do you find that, that the students are gravitating more towards that or is it still at the end of the day, you got to have a great script? Um, The answer to that is, in a sense, both. And, and, and I would say, ultimately, the, the latter is, is the most important. You still, the material still speaks for itself. Um, I still think the fastest way in is to, is to write your way in. Um, every, anybody can make a film now. You, you, you have it, you know, you have, you have, I mean, it costs you nothing to, to make a piece to make a, a, a video. Make it on your phone. Make it on your phone. You can dolly it up if you're really good with your computer and add music and do whatever you need to do and effects and all that kind of stuff. I mean, people TikTok now, they, you know, they do effects, you, you know, would cost you a thousand dollars to do one cut, you know, mm-hmm. from somebody, you know, jumping out of bed and, and then you cut and they emerge in another costume or something. It was kind of things they do on TikTok. Um, uh, but in the end, that's that's clever and that's kind of performance art and all kind of stuff. But can you tell a good story? Is still, I think, it's still important. It's still the thing that will get you the furthest. I think, you know. Okay, Although tr- you can you can get in on the you can get in on the edges a lot easier than you ever could, and and it costs you nothing to do it. Right, and in a way, there are 
more buyers yeah. than than there were. Yeah. I mean, I used to say that for us, I mean, it was like the old NBA. You know, there were like only so many teams. There were three teams, and uh, that was it. There were no minor leagues. <laughs> you know, you, you either um, played for the Lakers or Italy. Yeah. <laughs> now there's there's tons of teams and leagues that that you could enter. Don't pay much money, but still. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the the paradox is there's there's a lot more marketplace. The um the the downside of it is that it's hard to know what the marketplace is in some ways. You know, it, it's it's hard to get a sort of your your fix on on um you know uh what's going on where uh what are people watching um because of the 24 hour news cycle things and the 24 hour media cycle you things come and go so fast and you, you know there's i mean you used to wait for a movie to come out you used to wait for a show you used to be some, some anticipation and now things are just come and go and have no time to build. And, and I don't think that's even the business model that, that Netflix or, 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 or Hulu want. They, they just want things to come up and flash quick and, you know, keep, keep people, you know, um, choosing and popping, you know? So, um, you know, it's, I, I, I think the best thing for anybody is to think what are, what stories do I want to tell? What am I not seeing that I would like to 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 do and and to to write about? And stay. They say an overused expression now: stay in your own lane. Well, in a sense, create your lane and and kind of work out from there. But you know, your own uniqueness is always going to be very important. You have a you have things to talk about you have your you have specifics that that may not be specific to everyone but the specificity of those of that specific is going to ring true to people that's the best that's the best advice i give to anybody because you could get way lost out there um unless you kind of have a clue of who you are and what you want to talk about are there writing partners? Are people teaming up the way you and I yeah. used to? Yeah, that's that that still goes on. In fact, we teach a class. We pretty cover the waterfront here. Well, I think of it. Um, we teach a class in in collaboration. You know, in wow. writing collaboration, you can come in. Wow. You can take it with a partner. And wow. and and you and and talk about how how to work together, and. Um, and you have time to work alone with, I mean, you as a, as a partnership have a time to sort of develop your project and, um, and present it and, um, and bring in guests like you and me or, you know, um, who teaches that class? Uh, Jack Epps, who was, uh, it's oh. not necessarily comedy, but Jack Epps was part of a collaboration. Right. Jim Cash. Yeah. Know? Yeah, a Cash little movie Epps, called Top Gun. Top Gun, Dick yeah. Tracy, Secret of My Success, um, Anaconda was one of their uh, movies. They wrote, a, they, they were what you would call great pop movie writers. Yeah. Well, what's also interesting with partnerships is that each partnership works in a different way. Yep. 
and you know there's there's a lot i guess there's there's a lot of that you know i think what really helped you and me is that we both started from the same place yeah. where we knew nothing <laughs> neither right. of us knew nothing right. and we no, all kind true. of learned and and grew and experimented and eventually found a groove together yeah and i think the the one thing we both kind of understood or like even though we, i don't think we ever necessarily said it to each other but i i i always respected the fact that um if 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 i thought something worked and you didn't then what there might be something wrong with it you know right or vice yeah. versa you know you'd stop for a minute and go wait a minute why explain to me why laughing knowing full well that you you had no agenda to kind of sandbag me in any way right right we were trying to work together it was all for our mutual success so i would think to myself well all right well what's what's the problem then there's got to be some problem so we would go right to talking that's not to say we didn't occasionally dig our heels in but in the end we would always go to the to the middle ground you know in a sense like right what's the problem as opposed to I hate this or I don't, or I love this, you know, what's the problem? Why it isn't what I, what either one of us thought it was, you know? Right. Well, the other thing too, when you and I would disagree on a joke, if, if one of us would pitch a joke and the other didn't get it and couldn't quickly convince the other as to why it worked, it was easier to just put it aside and come up with something else yeah. As yeah. opposed to argue about it for half yeah. an hour, and one of the partners is going to be upset because they lost. Yeah, yeah. It's not about scoring points, and it's not about that. That each line is a product. You, you, you it, it, it's all part of a bigger. Uh, it's all part of the sum of its parts. So you, so you, there's no reason not to dig into the process. Yeah. What, what's the I remember problem? once they, when I was to... consulting on wings, there was a young partnership. And uh, we were going through their script and a joke didn't work. And one of the partners turned to the other and said, see, I told you, I told you that yeah. wasn't going to work. And I heard that and I thought, oh, these guys are doomed. No, absolutely. This, this, this partnership is not long for the world. Plus, I took, I took great pride and relish when you had a funny line that made me laugh and 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 of course it would go in and 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 I would go I would think to myself man I'm a good writer yeah <laughs> <laughs> I get to I get to share that that one well I also thought it was interesting the way we would work we would we always work together most of the time we we work together head to yeah. head and so we would dictate a script to a writer's assistant she would type it up we would proof it and when we were done with the draft we each took a copy home and made notes and then came back and did a polish together. Right. And invariably, you would hit lines where you go, I think we can beat this joke. I don't, I don't know if this joke is as good as we can get. Yeah, the line and invariably, yeah. you know, it, it would be 
me pointing out jokes that yeah. I came up with, and likewise with you. It's not That's, me going, you know, David. This I, I don't, I don't know about the pizza joke here. No, you know? no, it, it, it was. I mean, we used to have a joke about that when we worked in the rooms, and you worked one day and I worked the next, and you would always like leave and go. Hey, let's leave this joke because there's a guy coming in here tomorrow. This yeah, is if we had a tough joke, I, I would yeah. always just say, David will you get know. this joke. What are we sitting here for? Just leave it for another day. David <laughs> we, will get it tomorrow. We, He's great. We would we would joke about that, but but it, it, it was true. I mean, I would come to a joke and I'd think, you know, and and I would think, and I would say, if I wrote it and I would say, I don't know, can we beat this? I'm not sure. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I'm not, I didn't write it as a place marker, but I, the more I look at it, you know, what do you think, you know? And, you know, we do it by our own admission. So it wasn't, um, you know, and that's not to say we didn't, we didn't argue about stuff. We didn't always see things the same way. We, sometimes our plans were different, things like that. But when it came to the work, it was always about, you know, well, you know, we've got two heads here, you know. Right, right. And likewise, you know, there were times when you were hot and yeah, well, and I and I would just sit back and go, man, this this is an could, easy day for me. Yeah, I mean, you could. There were there were some characters that we wrote that very much came out of your sensibility. Usually, angry, crazy, Ang- angry Jewish guys, yeah, <laughs> angry sure. Jewish guys. But yeah. literally, you would just, uh, I just, I'd sit back and go to the the assistant and go take this down, <laughs> you know. Have another cup of coffee and, and watch this guy go to work because it was just, and that's that's why it worked because it was just flowing, you know. It wasn't, it was it was it, it was totally kind of impro- improvisational and it, it was of the moment. And it's like you can't, you know, that's like catching lightning in a bottle. More with me and David in a moment, but first a word about Zenvia hemp and. Christmas is coming up, okay? What better gift than a CBD product, right? Well, listen, one out of five people have anxiety disorders of some sort, including social anxiety, PTSD, OCD, and everyday stress. Well, rather than deal with it by taking pills that may be addictive or come with side effects, why not try a more natural and organic alternative like CBD? Well, studies have shown that CBD can alleviate symptoms of stress, anxiety, and depression, uh, as well as lower blood pressure, improve brain health, and provide many other health benefits. Zenvia Hemp has a variety of full-spectrum CBD products made from premium hemp extract. Their CBD contains 0 to 0.3 THC. That's important for some reason. It does not give you a high like marijuana. Its benefits are physical as well as mental. Zenvia Hemp carries a cooling gel which alleviates pain by improving your blood flow. And it's perfect if you got back pain or you finish working out and your muscles are sore. This is the stuff to use. Shop from products such as organic oils, gummies, soft gels, body lotion, massage oil, cooling gels, and face serum by visiting zenviahemp.com. Let me spell it for you. Z-E-N-V-I-A-H-E-M-P dot, I think you can figure out how to spell com. And uh, there's free shipping on orders over $75 within the U.S. and... 
I want to give you a promo code to save you 15% when you go to zenviahemp.com. Use the promo code KEN15 during checkout, and there you go, 15% off your order. Try it, and like I said, it's perfect for Christmas. zenviahemp.com. And now back to me and my partner. David used to say that I was funnier when I was angry. Yep. So there were times when he would try to get me pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like a good director, I guess. No one, no one would, no one would get more sarcastic faster <laughs> than you. That was your. That was your go-to. That was how you 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 coped. Yeah. Was just get highly highly sarcastic and and the more sarcastic the funnier and it wasn't just on the page it was what was going on in the room and you you just be there were times i couldn't look at you because i would be laughing so hard you know (laughs) yeah you know i look back at those rooms and i think wow how much of that could you do today and how much of that could you no longer do? I honestly, I don't know um, because I haven't been in a room in a long time. Um, I miss it, um, but I haven't, you know, done it in a working sense or a practical sense from for a number of years. I think you probably still can get, you know, you can kind of get away with stuff, but. You'd have to you. There's some some things that were just I know wouldn't fly anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't. I wouldn't go into what those things were, but but just um, you know, uh, because of the maybe I don't know because not, not everybody's sensibilities. We kind of worked in our early part of our lives. We worked in some pretty homogenous atmospheres you know all guys who looked like us and probably was you know generally jewish and in a lot of cases not all the case obviously but you know you you kind of spoke the same language you kind of you know you know everybody had a very thick skin so it wasn't you know um you know you could you could go you could you know talk like you were in a locker room i suppose I don't know. Not, 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 you know, I mean, not things that were just horribly offensive, but you know, what what I'm struggling to say is here, I I just don't think you could, I think you'd have to be just more careful. You just have to, you just have to take stock of who's in the room and, and make sure you're not um, saying things that might be construed a certain way. There was a lawsuit that a writer's assistant of friends yeah. filed against friends saying that the room was this toxic atmosphere. Toxic, sexist, um, uh, misogynistic. Right. All of those things. And I, the, the court ruled for friends, ruled for the writers right. that this was a unique situation, that this was part of the process, and friends won that lawsuit. I wonder if they'd win that lawsuit today. I bet they wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet on it. I sure. Yeah. I sure wouldn't bet on it. But, um, you know, 
you just, uh, there's no question. Um, people are just more thin skinned and, 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 you know, and, and shit, you, there's a lot of things you wouldn't want to say now that you, you might've said then, you know, that mm-hmm. you would, and you yourself would, would sense it yourself from, from saying that thing. Right. Um, do you teach room writing? Yeah, we, we, all of our classes are, uh, writing classes are for the, except for the ones I mentioned that are kind of surveys of, of, uh, writers and writers and their work and, uh, comedy and things like that. Um, they're all workshop. They're all, um, a writer's room. You know, you sit around and you, um, everybody presents their work and you read and, and, um, and you punch up and, and you make notes and just like you would in a writer's room. And we talk to them about what a writer's room should be, which is what we learned a writer's room should be, which is you're helping. You're not just sitting there judging. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, I talk a lot about improv and how that's a writer's best friend because it teaches you to, it teaches you yes. And as opposed to no, as, as Gene Reynolds said to us, anybody could say no. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it, it, it's no talent to it. You, you read something, oh, I don't like this. Well, what's the alternative? I don't know. I just don't like this. Mm-hmm. Um, that goes nowhere. You know, that takes you nowhere. Um, go be a critic, you know. Um, that's probably what you're good at. Um, you, 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 or a network you, executive. Or a network executive. You, want, you have to understand, um, you have to learn what, um, how to tell a story and, and how important the idea of character is to approaching any story, no matter what you, way you come into it from the world you want to write about or a premise you, particular premise you want to write, write to or write about, um, or a particular character that you, you're interested in writing. All the story comes out through the, the inner conflict of the, and outer conflict of the characters and, once you start to learn that, you understand how to sit in a room and and move the story along and 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 begin to take it apart, um, which is what you're there to do. Um, you're there to help, not to not to hinder. You know. Um, you bring and, up and t- improv. TV, is, TV is, is collaborative. It just is. You know, if you want to, if you if you're precious about your work and you and you feel like what you've written is gold. Once again, either become a critic or or become a novelist, I think, is your best bet, you know. You talk about improv, and I also think it's a great tool for being in the writing room when everyone is trying to come up with jokes and things. It teaches you spontaneity, because when you're on stage, uh, you have to just respond. Exactly, and it teaches you to listen. Mm-hmm. So that your reaction is not to think what the next line is or what your next line is. You're, you're, you have to be listening to what's going on. In other words, you have to be paying attention. Right. You have to respond to, to what on. your partner says, exactly. not the exactly. brilliant line that you have in your head, which now is a non sequitur. Right. Based right. on what the other person just said. Right. And that, that was, that's an education in itself. To be in the moment is to, is to, is to be is to be a writer, you know. Is to is to um, put yourself in the midst of the story, um, uh, um, and 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 don't be precious about 
each word, you know, there's a big, you, you have to look at the bigger picture. And, and I learned those things in rooms, but I also, both of us got into improv around the same time. And, um, it was a big, big, um, it was a big help to me. Uh, I mean, it taught me the very thing I'm talking about. And that made a big difference. That made a, a real big difference about work. It suddenly gave me a sense of, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, all I have to do is sort of be present in it, and I can mm-hmm. do it. Um, stop thinking about it. Just right. do it. All those things that I learned from uh, from improv, really. From yeah. the application of improv to the work itself. You know, Especially early on when you're young baby writers, and you find yourself in rooms with people like David Lloyd and Jerry yeah. Belson and Glenn Charles and some of these like huge heavy hitters, uh, <laughs> you know, it it takes a while to feel comfortable enough and to feel secure enough yeah. that that you can participate. And the truth is, you can participate. You know, you you have the chops, you belong there, you just need the confidence to speak up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the the sad I mean it's 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 a it's a condition you can overcome, but the the thing that a lot of people get caught up in is 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 what we call the imposter syndrome. You know, I don't belong here. These guys are, you know, these guys are uh, you know, and if you're in a basketball court it's like I'm I'm I, I'm playing I'm playing at a I'm playing at a level I I have the, I don't have the skills for right. Um, no, everybody has to develop and um, and but that you see that a lot. You literally people will just get completely turned around by walking into a room and finding someone who has a who seems to have a facility and a, and a kind of um, uh, kind of talent for for spontaneity and for or coming up with the right idea at the right moment or the right joke or something like that. And it's, and there are such people, but most of them have been trained to do that. And, and there are a few people who are just kind of, you know, can grab lightning in a bottle, but that doesn't, that doesn't automatically tell, say to you, you, I can't do this, you know? Right. And I think it's also worth pointing out that yes, there are some writers who are fabulous in a room and might be quicker than you and might be able to come up with seven jokes a minute, but they don't necessarily write great drafts. Right. Or if there's story problems, they don't have a head for fixing them. So, you know, just because you're not that guy, you know, maybe you turn in much better drafts. You know, yeah. you're more comfortable sitting at your computer, thinking at your own speed, turning out a draft. Or maybe you're very clever and ingenious in coming up with stories. It's like, you know, a, a baseball team where you, you look at players and, you know, is this a five-tool guy? Can this guy hit for power and average and has speed and is good on defense and has a strong arm? You know, not everybody is a five-tool player, but that's in putting together a staff what you take into consideration. So, you know, sure. you, you, you oh. want to get a few guys who, yeah, maybe they're not great in a room, but, boy, we can depend on them 
to do drafts. Yeah. So, you know, again, uh, you're not necessarily an imposter unless no, you are. Man, and, and the weighted value of having somebody who can, can turn out a first draft that doesn't require an enormous amount of rewrite work and, and rethought huge um, is huge. 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 I mean, I probably, if I had to trade one for the other, I trade, I trade for the person who has, who can knock out a great script. Absolutely. I know at least I'm going to get four or five great scripts that I don't, the, that will cut down on the man hours that I have to put into that room. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the person who is contributing in the room, but it, it, but is not, in a sense, isn't bringing as much to 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 the whole project as as the person who can knock, knock out four or five great episodes. Right. Well, David, this has been fantastic. Thank you for being on my. 300th episode, and since I'm splitting this into two parts, my 301st episode, which is really <laughs> even more of an honor. Well, it's like, I think who is going to actually come in after the 300th episode? And again, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always an honor to be on part of it. Um, I, I, I honestly say I'm not just doing this to, to, um, you know, gild the lily, as it were, but you know, you're, you're, doing a lot of uh, good work in terms of these podcasts and talk, just talk about writing and, and bring so many different voices in. And, you know, it's not always about writing, but, but you do, you dedicate a lot of time to it. And I think it's a, it's a great learning tool for people who are just, I mean, if it was guys like us, I would listen to something like this. Oh God. Yeah. Um, because well, when we were starting out, I was yeah. doing. so you're, so you're doing a public service and I know that's about all you do for the public. So, yeah, well, you um, know, Thank you. Uh, you get no units towards graduation <laughs> for listening no, to this podcast. True. And I, I, I hope I can be part of the, five, the 500th episode of, of Hollywood and Levine. And, and all we really have to do is just play back this one because we'll be so in the bag by that time. We'll be talking about the same stuff. So. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's what we always do. Thanks, David. All right. All right pleasure, man. I'll talk to you soon. And there you go. That is my two-parter with David Isaacs, longtime writing partner. Again, if you missed part one, a lot of good stuff there. So uh, go on back now and check that out, uh, episode 300. Our thanks, as always, to Adam and Susie Meister-Butler, to Howard Hoffman, to John Wolfert, to Bruce and Jason Miller. Want to get in touch with me? HollywoodLevine at Outlook.com. That's my email address, HollywoodLevine at Outlook.com. You can follow me on Twitter, although I'm thinking of uh, dropping Twitter. So uh, if you're going to follow me, follow me now, uh, at Ken Levine, and on Instagram, and that is Hollywood and Levine, where you can see uh, many of my cartoons that were rejected by The New Yorker. Anyway, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you right back here next week on Hollywood and Levine.